This is Hacker Public Radio episode, 3464 Friday, the 5th of November 2021. Today's show is entitled, Dodge and Burn, and is part of the series GIMP. It is the 230th show of AUKA, and is about 18 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, we continue our look at the layer modes, in GIMP with Dodge and Burn. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. This is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio, and back for another exciting episode in our GIMP series. Um, and <clears throat> I'm going to just take a moment to remind you again that uh, at the time of the recording, uh, I am using GIMP 2.10.24 uh, on a Kubuntu Linux 20.04 LTS machine. Um, so, you know, there may be small differences if you're using a different version of GIMP or what have you. Um, I think particularly different versions of GIMP are, would matter more than which particular operating system. Now, today's topic is going to be dodge and burn. Um, now... These are concepts you find in a lot of graphics programs, and the names are not, to my mind, all that intuitive. Uh, dodge means to lighten, burn means to darken. Now, they exist as a tool in the paint tool section called dodge slash burn with a keyboard shortcut of shift plus D. They show up as modes available for other paint tools. You select a paint tool, then look to the properties area, just under the tools area, and you will see mode as the first option. By default, the tools open in normal mode, but you can select dodge or burn. In fact, the modes we have looked at for layers are frequently available as tool modes as well. The differences being, first of all, layer modes apply the effect to the entire layer. Whereas tool modes can be applied to specific areas within an image by using the tool. Um, Secondly, layer modes involve the interaction of two layers, whereas tool modes can be applied to one layer by itself. I haven't always pointed that out as specifically as I might have in the layer mode discussions, but, you know, it's worth keeping in mind, and I just pointed it out here. Um, Now, Dodge and burn are useful tools you will find in many graphics programs and deserve a more in-depth look. Now, I'm going to cover both as layer modes, but also the dodge and burn tool. Uh, You will find them very handy and use them a lot if you get into graphics. 
They are frequent tools used in photo retouching, which is, of course, a major reason for why I got into GIMP and where I will ultimately take this series. So first, let's get into the tool part of this. Um, and I, uh, this seems like a good opportunity to do kind of an in-depth look at tool properties or tool options. Um, now, GIMP uses the terminology tool options. Uh, other programs for the same kind of thing use the term properties. Um, uh, for instance, LibreOffice uses the terminology of properties for a lot of this stuff. Um, and, you know, either way, we're talking about the same thing. All right. Many of them are the same for all of the paint tools, including Dodge slash Burn, but some are specific. Now, to get a closer look, click on the tab on top of the tool options window and drag to unlock it. Um, now, I'm assuming that you have you have locked uh, all of your various windows down into a single window view, uh, something we talked about way back at the beginning of this series. Um, but, you know, maybe you've already got everything as separate windows floating around um, up to you. But I, I think to really dig into the tool options, it, it can help to uh, pull it out a little bit and expand it. Um, <clears throat> and just like most windows, you just pull on the edges to expand it to a comfortable viewing size. Um, now, if you've undocked this and enclosed GIMP, when you reopen GIMP again, you may not see your tool options. But if you just go to the Windows menu and then to Dockable Dialogs and select Tool Options as what you want to open, you know, this, and this works for all of the dockable dialogues, such as layers, the layers window, and stuff like that. Anyway, starting at the top, you have the title bar that says Tool Options. Pretty standard. Um, then there is the Open button for the window. Now, this also serves as a handy tab for docking or undocking the window. Mode. Okay. Now, if you click the drop-down here, you will see the same list of modes as you would see for the layer modes. Uh, the difference, again, is that layer modes apply the effect to the entire layer, whereas the modes on a paint tool are applied to specific areas by how you use the tool. Next to the mode drop-down is a button to switch groups of modes. Now, the default group is all of the new modes in GIMP 2.10, 37 of them. But if you want the modes from an earlier version of GIMP, you can switch to the legacy modes. I'm sticking to the default for the stuff I'm doing here. Um, I, don't, I don't really see the value in going back to the legacy modes, but some people may see things differently. Um, then... Under that, you have opacity. Now, by default, this is set at 100%. Um, in other words, you draw something on an image with one of the paint tools, it will cover that part of the image. Um, but there are in areas like with photo retouching, you sometimes want to apply an effect with reduced opacity. Um, and so you can control that effect here. 
uh, and you can paint something and um, you know if you have undo levels you can always undo um, go back and, and redo it with a lower level of opacity what have you then under that is brush this is where you select the brush you want to use now one of the critical decisions here is whether you want to use a brush with a hard edge or a soft or fuzzy edge now this is controlled by the hardness setting which ranges from 0.25 to 1.0 in increments of 0.25. So you got 0.25, 0.5, 0.75, and 1.0. Um, now if you click the button, you can switch the, the brushes around here too. Uh, size, you control this with the slider by typing in a new number, or you can hold down the control key by while you're using the mouse wheel. Now, I find the latter tends to be most convenient because I can get the size right with the brush on the canvas. Um, otherwise, you're, you're constantly going back and forth, making an adjustment, and, okay, it's not still not quite right. So, uh, you know, getting used to using the, uh, the mouse wheel is, is, I think, handy. Aspect ratio. Uh, now, by default, the brush... Uh, is probably going to be circular, but you can make it more of an oval with this setting. Um, and switch which way the oval points and things like that. Then spacing. It's an interesting one. You can think of what paint tools do as like a series of stamps on the image. You can do a single stamp by clicking on the image, but when you click and drag, it is a series of stamps normally space so close together that you don't even notice that they're separate. But you can increase the spacing and get a series of separated stamps. Um, now, when you're getting to know all of these tool options, what I would suggest doing is simply open up GIMP, uh, create a blank image, uh, you know, maybe a... Uh, 1920 by 1080 pure white, and then start doing some of this stuff and see see what it does. Um, now, this isn't everything on the tool options, but we haven't spent a lot of time on that so far, so I thought it was worth a little more in-depth look, and this seemed like a good place for it. Um, if you want more and and see as much as you can about it, go to the GIMP 2.10 documentation link in the show notes, and you can get all the deets, as the kids say these days. Now, to the Dodge Burn tool. Uh, this is another paint tool, but what it does is to lighten, dodge, or darken, burn, the colors in your image. The key setting to look for here is that you can set it to only affect a certain range of brightness in the image, from shadows to midtones to highlights. So if you had an image where the shadows were very dark and you wanted to bring them out a bit more, you could use the dodge setting and shadows to do this without affecting other parts of the image. Now, in photo retouching, sometimes you'll get an image where the shadows are really dark but the parts that are in the sun are very bright. You don't want to make the parts that are bright even brighter. 
So setting it for shadows means if, if your uh, mouse slips a little bit, you're probably not going to do terrible damage to the image. So I did an example. I, I, had, I opened up the landscape image that we had used previously when we were doing our layer masks tutorial uh, because that's a lot of shadows. Um, now, next thing. Working non-destructively, we've mentioned it before, but I'm going to uh, keep mentioning it because it's an important thing. Uh, working non-destructively, the very first thing I always do is I duplicate the layer, and then I work on the duplicate. Um, now, that way, if at some point I realize I've horribly messed it up, uh, yeah, throw away the duplicate and just start over. Create another duplicate until I get it the way I want it. Now, in this particular case, I set my opacity on the tool to 35, my size to 30, and dodged some of the shadows in the image. And you can see how that worked uh, on my image. And it, it's a very subtle um, effect, really. Um, some of the the darkest shadows are a little bit lighter than they were before. <clears throat> now, but you you don't... The thing about doing stuff like this is most of the time you don't want it to be obvious that you've made any changes. Um, <clears throat> now, I said that I had to set for shadows. Um, I actually did a little bit... Um, in a brighter area in the upper right, and you can't tell that I did it. And that's that's why that setting matters. Now, burn does the opposite. It darkens. But it has the same three options for shadows, midtones, and highlights. So this time I went back to the toy image, because that has a lot of bright stuff. Working non-destructively, I start by duplicating the layer and applying my edits uh, to the duplicate. <clears throat> so I set the opacity to 50, but kept the size at 30. Now I applied the burn first to the wizard's hat and to the stand for the crystal ball. And I could see a difference, but it was really subtle. Um, then I went to the upper right of the image, which was near to being white. Um, and just did a little patch of it there with the burn tool. And you can see it went from white to a kind of a mid-tone gray. Uh, the lighter the area is on the image, the more you will see the effect here. Now, <clears throat> that was using the dodge and burn tool. What about the layer modes? Um, now, the dodge layer mode, like all layer modes, requires two layers to work, and this is not commutative. The order really matters again. Um, so, dodge lightens using a formula that says the resulting image will be found by first computing... 256 times the R, the G, and the B values for the lower layer, then computing 255 minus the R, the G, and the B values of the upper layer, and adding 1 to that, and then divide the upper layer numbers into the lower layer numbers. That's 
a really complicated formula here. Um, so what we want to remember is that each pixel in the lower layer is multiplied by 256, then divided by the inverse of the pixel in the upper layer plus 1. Um, I don't think it's something you would do often, but um, the resulting image is definitely lighter, but kind of strange looking in uh, the particular example that I did with my, my dog and my toy. <clears throat> now, Burn uses a slightly different formula, uh, and that is it takes the inverse of the lower image, so in other words, 255 minus the R, the G, the B. That inverse is multiplied by 256, then divided by the upper layer plus 1 values. And then those, the resulting, the result of that division is then inverted by subtracting from 255. In any event, the net effect is to darken the image, and you can see some examples. Now, the basic idea of these techniques is to solve a problem you often encounter in photography, which is that detail can be lost in two opposite ways. In some photos, the shadows are so dark that you can't really see much detail. In other photos, the exposure may have blown out the detail with too much brightness. Now, the dodge tool can help bring back some of the shadow details, while the burn tool can bring back detail from overexposed or excessively bright images. Um, and you often see stuff like this in, in, you know, outdoor landscape photography, because some, some places are in full sun, and right next to them might be something that's completely shaded. Um, so... They're very useful in photo retouching. You should get comfortable using them. I think, though, you would use the, the dodge and the burn tool a lot more often than you'd use the layer modes. Um, as the documentation says with respect to burn, um, you know, these are, these are basically techniques that came from photography, and they were darkroom techniques. Um, and that starts the, the, at least that makes the burn part a little more intuitive to understand. Um, burning is a technique used in a dark room to increase the exposure in particular areas of the image. This brings out details in the highlights. When used for this purpose, burn may work best on grayscale images and with a painting tool rather than as a layer mode. So this is what the GIMP documentation itself says. Um, so dodge would be a, a just the result, uh, the opposite technique to that. Instead of increasing the exposure in a particular area, you'd reduce the exposure in a particular area. Um, so good advice anyway. Use the tools, not rather than the layer modes. Now, uh, I think that's enough of this, and next what I want to do is I want to take a look at the Darken layer modes. So this is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio signing off and encouraging you, as always, to support free software. Bye-bye. <laughs>
You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.